Hi, I'm Terry Naturally. And I'm Dr. Lynn Wagner. And I have over 50 years of experience and knowledge in health and nutrition. And I'm a medical doctor with a passion for holistic health. We come together to offer you unique viewpoints and expertise as health advocates around topics that deal with today's health concerns. And always for your good health. So let's get into today's topic. Morning, Terry. Hey, good morning, Dr. Lynn. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. What a great life, right? Yes. When you're healthy, you feel great. Yes. You have a lot of energy. You can do all kinds of things and... I hope what we're doing together that we can help people feel the same way. I know we are because I hear about it. I know. That's good. <laughs> people Fantastic. tell me. People, yes, people great. tell me about it. So they like it. We want to change people's lives yes. wherever they are. Yes. So I think we're going to talk about colon cancer. And actually, we could probably talk a little bit more about bowel health in general, too. Uh, yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So um, I just heard recently that they decreased the age for colonoscopy screening to 45, which I don't know how happy I'm about that. <laughs> Well, you know, at, at least colon cancer is one of the most, what can I say, curable? I would say so, yes. Or at least that you could prevent it earlier, to catch it early in life. Right. So the more that you know that it's possible, the better chance you have to reverse it, up to 95%. Right. So I think, I think colon cancer screening, I do have patients who come to me who really are against any Western medical anything. Um, but something like colon cancer screening, I think is probably a pretty important thing. Right. Um, I also have patients ask me about the Cologuard test, which is a test that it's just a, a test that you send in. It's a test kit. Drop of blood. But right. But basically, you're you're only going to have a positive Cologuard test if you have a pretty big tumor because it's testing for blood and markers that unless you have a big enough tumor, it's not going to show up on a Cologuard right, test. Right. So I still think the colonoscopy is probably the way to go. So just if you're if you're at that age, just get it done. Yes. I have a very good friend, too, that is a Ph.D. at. City of Hope Hospital right. in, in Los Angeles. Uh, and they are working on one too, which is one drop of blood. Oh, a, like a blood, okay. Yes, and they are, bought, are ready to release it. It's that pretty, would be amazing. Uh, uh, tremendously amazing. So yeah. um, should we talk a little bit about, but but better than having to screen for it and get diagnosed with it, what is it let's talk about prevention, right? Right, so, always. Um, what do you think is the best way for preventing of preventing colon cancer? Well, food is your best medicine, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And what really drives uh, cancer is sugar. Uh, they feed off sugar. Um, so to reduce sugar and carbohydrates, America is obsessed with carbohydrates and sugar. Right. Uh, so a large part of the American diet is nothing but carbs and sugar. Right. Um, and, you know, in the early 1900s, we were consuming about four to five pounds of sugar per individual per year. Mm -hmm. And now it's close to 250 pounds of sugar. Insane. It's insane. Right. And I think people don't realize that the reason we love sugar is not because we're bad people. It's because it's heavily marketed. Oh, tremendously. And it gives us pleasure temporarily. Yes. So that sugar turns into a pleasure hormone in your body after you ingest it. So you feel good. So everyone gets a nice little fix. And let's face it, the world is really tough right now. So if you can feel happy even momentarily. Temporarily. <laughs> Right. Why wouldn't you eat the sugar unless you unless you're like us and you actually know how bad it is for you? It's not like it's a street drug. It's not like it's labeled as bad. It's available at every grocery store, at every gas station. So for any manufacturer that wants to sell their food, if you add sugar, it's, it's going to taste. Oh yeah, because it tastes good, it right. tastes great. Uh, so you sell more of it. Right. So people, are, I mean, we're really up against a big 
uphill battle. Right. And so people shouldn't feel bad if they're eating all this sugar, but it's just first knowing, hey, this might not be really good for me. And some of the researchers have said that sugar is addictive as cocaine. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's hard, to, hard to break the habit. Right. But I would, I, the thing I like about it is that it is easier to break it in terms of like, you know, patients who are addicted to nicotine or heroin, those addictions are tough, right? They are. Really tough. And the cravings last even when you abstain from the drug. What I see with my patients who do a sugar detox, where literally they just cut all sugar out of their diet, unless it's from a natural source, like a sweet potato or a starchy vegetable, um, they'll go through a couple days of feeling pretty rough, maybe achy, fluish, craving. And then as long as they get through those couple of days, usually the cravings will go away. So sugar seems to be a little bit easier to kick. Right. Yeah. Um, I really try to recommend the ketogenic diet to anybody that, you know, that could be susceptible or at a high risk of colon cancer right? Uh, because it reduces the carbohydrates and the sugar. Um, and it really improves the quality of the proteins and fats. I would, uh, they I feel much better. I would agree with that partially. The only thing I would stress to patients is watching their fiber as well, which is hard to get. <laughs> you, don't, you don't agree with me on no, this I one. No, I don't. <laughs> I see fiber as kind of like a broom or a sloughing off of those dangerous precancerous cells that are in the colon. Um, and I do, it is, it is a pretty well-studied preventative measure that is going to prevent colon cancer. So I do recommend high fiber diets. Okay. You're not so All much right. in agree with that. Yeah, I know, I know we disagree with that one. And it's hard because some patients can't tolerate high fiber. So if they have an unhealthy gut, their microbiome is right. off. Um, they can't always tolerate the fiber. So it's not for everyone. And sometimes it, co it causes constipation and, causes and bloating and, and cramping. And, right. Yep. So yeah, there are some people that can't do the fiber. Right. But I still do a press for a little bit of a high fiber diet. <laughs> All right. I think it works. Whatever works, works. Right, right. As long as it's not high fiber, high sugar, right? Yeah. Um, and then what type of, like, obviously you think about antioxidants, you think about colorful foods, like what kind of specific molecules or supplements even do you think about? There's a tremendous amount of research coming out of the City of Hope uh, on botanical medicines. Specifically <clears throat> like andrographis, correct? Uh, andrographis is one of the most powerful. Melatonin is one of the most powerful as an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory. And 98% of all disease is caused by oxidative stress, which then ensues uh, inflammation. Uh, you know, inflammation is not bad. We see all kinds of things about, I just bought a book from Harvard uh, on inflammation being the dangerous culprit that right. it is. But why do we have inflammation? That's the question. Um, inflammation is not bad, it's good for us. Because if we injure ourselves, slam our finger in the car door, uh, twist an ankle, whatever it might be, uh, sprain, a, sprain a knee or twist a knee or whatever, you have inflammation at work. It's there to repair. But why do we have inflammation all the time? Because the body is so sick, it's trying to repair all the time. Right. Uh, so what really is causing all the inflammation is oxidative stress. Chemicals, smoking, pollution, um, solar radiation, radiation on airplanes. Um, it's everywhere. Uh, so that causes inflammation to go there to, to repair the damage that's being done by all those free radicals that are caused by chemicals, by drugs, by uh, all these other components that are damaging our body. And these free radicals are arising because of the oxidative stress. The ongoing inflammation onslaught. goes there to right. repair. So then we have inflammation of the heart, we have inflammation, we have diabetes, we have obesity, we have arthritis, we have all these conditions 
that are now trying to repair because of the oxidative damage, oxidative stress. So inflammation is there to heal all that area. Right. And chronically, then it can't repair, so it causes more damage. Right. I always think about chronic inflammation as the train just off the tracks because the whole inflammatory cascade has been set off so many times that it's just kind of rogue, gone rogue. And it's gone from being a preventative healing part of your body and a necessary inflammation in your body to a damaging part of your body. But I think what we need more than the anti-inflammatories is the antioxidants. Right. With enough antioxidants, we prevent inflammation. Right. And I think too, you know, you were mentioning a lot of the things in the world that cause inflammation. And I think sometimes it can get really discouraging because you're like, well, when I walk around every day, I'm being exposed to all these things and I have no control over it. But that's why it's so important that the things you do have control over, you try to do a good job with them, like not smoking and eating healthy and getting good sleep and those simple lifestyle things that if you do those, then those chemicals in our world and all those other environmental onslaughts that we experience might not be so damaging. Right. So, and you know, smoking doesn't always cause cancer. A lot of people that have smoked all their lives and right, never cause cancer. Right. But they're getting the things that may prevent the, the smoking from causing cancer. Lots of fruits and vegetables. A lot of the natural components, um, coffee, tea, chocolate, olive oil, mm -hmm. all these things contain a substance called polyphenols. Right. And the polyphenols are very, very powerful antioxidants. And olives have ingredients in it that are very, very high as antioxidants. And so I, myself personally, I like olive oil mm -hmm. and I consume a lot of olive mm -hmm. oil as a preventative. Absolutely. What do you think too about the fact that I walk around in the stores now and I look at the produce, even the meats sometimes, and I wonder about the quality of what the actual polyphenol levels are and the antioxidant levels are of these foods because some of them are so broken down or grown in weak soil. And you just recently were overseas in the, in the Greece area. Do you think there's a big difference between our food? Oh, they, versus... they're, they're eating out of the garden. Right. You know, they go right to the garden right. and bring it in the house and eat it. Uh, we don't. I mean, we're so busy with business and just a busy lifestyle right. that we depend on, on we're the... We're getting big plastic bins of produce from Costco. Yeah. Let's face it, yeah. right? So uh, we have to, what we have to do though is eat what you're supposed to eat regardless of how bad we think it could be. Right. And even how bad it may be deficient. We still have to go back to what the fruits, vegetables, berries, uh, good quality grass-fed beef, right. uh, fish frequently. All these things are healthy for us, even if they may not be in the best health possible. But where else can you go? You, right. can't, you can't go to the ultra-processed food and no, say, no. I'm going to be healthier. And I don't think meal replacement or protein powders is the answer at no, all. No, it's not. No. no. Uh, but I do think that's why, you know, some, I've had some physicians... <clears throat> I see a patient and then that patient goes to see another more traditional doctor and that doctor says, why are you wasting your time on vitamins is you're just making expensive urine. They say that all the time. Yeah, it has to be expensive urine <laughs> because you have to have enough left over to make sure your, your entire body is saturated. Right, right. So it's, you know, I think that's, that's the whole thing I'm seeing is that um, it is important to eat really healthy. That's the most important thing, but probably you need to supplement a little bit at least to make up for some of the deficiencies you have. You have to. Yeah. Even just taking a multivitamin, which is yes. the, which is so minimal. Minimal, right. Uh, it will reduce the risk of Alzheimer's disease by two years. That I did not know. Yeah. But I'm not surprised at all. I mean, I test people's we levels. We do need vitamins and minerals. We do. I test people's levels all the time and they're they're deficient in all sorts of things. Right. And I'm not testing a lot of stuff. Right. So some of the stuff we're just guessing. I like to, I like to see people take more than a daily vitamin, 
But this was done on a, a research on just a daily vitamin. Right. And that you, they may contain all the vitamins and minerals, but they're not in very meaningful levels that our body requires. Right. So I like to have a supplement that is taking multiple, multiple, multiple vitamins and minerals. Right. So you get a meaningful level of those vitamins. You have said you like a multivitamin that has like four capsules, right? Four, two to four, mm, right. because just by sheer volume, you can't right. put all the vitamins and minerals you need in a daily vitamin. In a one, right. You know, I, I have a very good friend that is also in the business of manufacturing uh, nutritional supplements. He, he has a vitamin and mineral supplement daily. Now we need about a thousand milligrams of calcium a day. Right. We need about 400 milligrams on average for magnesium. In that product that he has is a daily vitamin is 25 milligrams of calcium, 10 milligrams of magnesium. Oh, right. Because you can't put more in. No, magnesium is big. Because it would be like the size right. of a golf ball right. if you did. I mean, to get 400 of magnesium, you usually need at least two, one to two capsules, yeah, which is there. Just there. You, right. can't, you can't do it in one a daily. No. So. No. Another thing, too, I think just circling back to the whole colon cancer thing, you know, I think aside from food, aside from everything we talked about, the health of the microbiome is really, really important. I think they're finding some links between specific bacteria and specific, I know they're finding specific links between certain bacteria and certain disease states, even cancers. Right. So depending on what kind of bacteria you have growing in your gut, which is largely based on your birth, your antibiotic use and your food, um, you'll be predisposed to certain conditions. Right. But even for colon cancer, the research at City of Hope, they specialize in colon cancer for the research. Right. And they have found like um, curcumin, Mm -hmm. can reduce cancerous tumor cells uh, that are grown in animals. They, they actually, um, uh, what am I trying to think of? They take human tumors. And put it on the mice. And put them on the mice. Right. Um, and they can reduce those tumors uh, in a matter of a few weeks. few weeks, uh, like curcumin does it about 28%. Right. Uh, French grapeseed extract does it about 40%. Um, Melatonin can reduce those tumors in the same period of time in 60%. Um, melatonin, I mean, uh, excuse me, um, andrographis is about 70%. Then when they put melatonin, because they were the melatonin and andrographis were the best selections, they can reduce those tumors in about two weeks by 90%. Wow. Then they took cancerous uh, medication, uh, chemotherapy, and they did the same study in, in a few weeks, and they could not do any better than 10%. Actually, some of these natural alternatives are more effective, but they have to be very high quality. <laughs> right. They have to be, you know, purified. They they can't be, you know, uh, spiked or adulterated or anything else, which a lot of the products are today. Right. Uh, they're really using very high quality products for it, and they're getting some phenomenal results. Berberine, they just came out with a study on pancreatic cancer with phenomenal results. Uh, they also gave a drug, but the berberine made the difference. It made the drug more, uh, more stable, less resistant. Interesting. Uh, and then the results. Uh, I'll have to share the study with you. you yeah, and berberine is good for so many things. That'd oh my gosh! Yeah, easy to take every day for right. multiple conditions. Well, it's always fun to talk about stuff. Um, what would be your takeaway point for anyone watching this about colon cancer prevention specifically? Change your diet. Yeah. <laughs> Change your diet. Change your diet. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Stop smoking. <laughs> right. There's no value in smoking. No. A drink every day. Okay. Uh, a couple of glasses of wine for a guy, one glass for a woman, right, you know, one. because of body size and muscular right, structure. Right, And one glass uh, is the half of the bottle. Yeah, and, but also don't save those, uh, uh, those glasses of wine daily for the weekend. Right. And do 10 on the weekend. Right, right. <laughs> I would agree with that. So, you know, uh, but it's food. It, that, 
where it goes, you know. It's, we've been survived for three million years on food. Drugs have only been around for a couple hundred years. Right. More so now the last 25 right. years, it's going crazy. So it's unbelievable. But so, but I think that is give up sugar. I give up at least the excessive carbohydrates that have been highly refined and processed. Uh, we can do a lot. Uh, within 30 to 60 to 90 days, if you change your diet and really reduce the carbohydrates and sugar, reduce the, the alcohol, especially hard alcohol, right. wine is, you know, the, and, and the, in the Mediterranean countries, wine is a food. Uh, olive oil is a food. Right. You know, we don't look at those things. We are, we are, we are eating such highly ultra-processed foods right. that there's nothing left to them. There's no. no value to them. None at all. We're just building it with calories. Right. And chemicals. So, and I would start now. Yeah, well, I mean, they even show that you one meal alone will change your your levels. Oh, yeah. Your inflammatory markers. Oh, yeah. One meal. Absolutely. Either positive or negative. Yes. So if you eat a big, terrible meal and they measure your blood markers, they'll see markers of inflammation immediately. Yes. And the opposite, opposite is true. If you eat a beautiful, healthy, whole foods meal. And you have better markers. You'll have better markers. Yeah, almost immediately. Immediately. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it, you can start today and you can have benefits immediately. It's medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, good to see you. As hey, always. it's always great to talk to you. Look forward to the next time. Yep. Let's do it again. Okay. All right.